cancer has likely existed for the entirety of the history of multicellular life. It has spread through every branch of the evolutionary tree, seeking immortality everywhere, from plants to dinosaurs to, of course, us. Now here we are, millions of years later, and most of us don't know anything more than the dinosaurs did. I think it's about time that that changed. Dear Nature, what actually is cancer? Cancer scurries out from the very same processes that are actually designed to keep you alive. The said process is cell division, and it is happening inside you all the time. Division is done by most cells in your body, and it is essentially the process of a cell creating a duplicate, identical version of itself. To best understand this, let's pretend that you are a cell. Now, some of your fellow cells have just reached the end of their lifetimes, and so have died. Um, very sad indeed, but no time for mourning, because you have a job to do. More cells are needed now that some have died. This issue can be solved through the division process that we mentioned earlier. You, a cell, can duplicate yourself so then there are two of you, then again to make four, again for eight, 16, 32, 64, and so on. Eventually, you would have made enough cells to fill in the gap left over by the previous passing cells. This is all well and good, but actually, how do you divide? To put it simply, you, the cell, can rewrite a second copy of your DNA, and then split them apart to make two identical versions of yourself. This sounds simple enough, you know how to copy things, right? After all, your DNA is only written out of four different letters, an A, C, G, and T. How hard can it be to copy it? Well, despite being made up of only these four letters, the DNA that makes up humans is 6.4 billion letters long, and you need to copy each and every A, C, G, and T exactly. Because of the sheer size of this task, it is inevitable that some mistakes will be made. Even if there is only one letter wrong per thousand letters, that is still 6.4 million wrong letters. But what do these mistakes actually mean? What is our DNA? Well, our DNA is essentially a big recipe for how the body is to construct itself. So, when this recipe changes, you can quickly see how things can go wrong. These errors in copying, which are the mistakes we made earlier, are called mutations. Sometimes mutations can be beneficial, but other times, like we will see, the mutations can be catastrophic. But not to worry. Built directly into our DNA are repair genes. These can correct small but dangerous mutations that are made when dividing. If the mistake is too large to correct, the repair genes will simply tell the cell to terminate itself, in order to prevent any further troubles. 
With such failsafes, this system should work perfectly. So perfectly, in fact, that you had no idea it was even happening inside of you right now. There is, however, um, a fundamental flaw, should I say, with this repair gene system. The repair gene itself is located in the exact place that are prone to mutations when dividing. The DNA. If the cell makes a mistake that mutates the repair gene, it can potentially disable it completely, preventing the cell from being able to correct any mutations at all. A little bit ironic, actually. Since all cells try to make exact copies, the mutated repair gene will be inherited by the next copies of the cell. As these new cells divide, they will inevitably make mistakes, as all cells do. However, since these cells have the mutated version of the repair gene, they won't be able to correct these new mistakes. You can see now how the mutations can build up over time since there's no one there to fix them. One mutation may tell the cell not to die when it gets older, and another may trigger rapid division. The final straw is a mutation of the tumor suppressor gene, and this is where we get Carcinos, the crab-like tumor that has plagued humanity since the dawn of time. Now, better known as cancer. Cancer cells, after a lot of dividing, grow and accumulate enough to group together in a big clump called a tumour. A tumour is simply an abnormal growth of tissue, made up of cells that aren't operating like normal, and dividing uncontrollably. This is due to all of the mutations that they've built up since they've lost their repair genes earlier. Normally, a tumour cannot move throughout the body. A cancerous tumour, however, can. This is what makes cancer so dangerous, because even if you develop a less severe type of cancer, like breast cancer for example, it can potentially become terminal by invading other parts of your body, like the brain or lungs. The tumour then grows bigger and bigger in these vital organs, stealing resources from the body and disrupting the normal functioning of the affected area. For example, a cancerous tumour may grow into your digestive tract and block it, or even block the oxygen to your lungs. The difference between a mouse or cactus getting cancer and a human getting cancer is that we humans have centuries of scientific research by the brightest minds of our species to help make cancer easier to live with or maybe even remove it completely. Many of us are familiar with chemotherapy, but like cancer, most of us have no idea what it actually is. Chemotherapy is the use of one or more cell-damaging anti-tumor drugs, which may be injected or consumed. Chemo aims to prevent cancerous cells from dividing any further. The main issue with chemo, however, and most other treatments, is that the dosage and application is difficult to get right. 
on one hand, too low of a dosage may not do anything at all, while too high may damage other healthy cells, rather than just the cancerous ones. Another amazing treatment for cancer is radiation therapy. Radiation therapy involves the use of atom-altering radiation in an attempt to kill cancer cells and shrink tumors. Once again, however, radiation therapy can be difficult to use correctly, as the radiation has the potential to also damage healthy parts of the body, rather than just the cancerous parts. Removing cancerous tumors by the means of surgery has been around for thousands of years. Still used as a primary treatment today, surgery aims to remove the main cancerous tumor in any given area. This rarely gets rid of all the cancerous cells, so the cancer can still return. But this is why cancer treatments are so often used in conjunction with each other, each treatment performing a different role. Undeniably, the best treatment is to not get cancer at all. Chemotherapy and surgery are much like the seatbelts and airbags in a car. They have the potential to save our lives in a crash, but the safest scenario is to not crash at all. But just like a crash, cancer can be completely out of our control, and it is no individual's fault if they do get cancer. But 40 to 50% of all cancers are preventable. We just need to follow some road rules, but also as a community, build some safer metaphorical roads. Alcohol causes cancer. Alcohol also causes a lot of other harm, so it is mind-blowing that alcohol is such a concrete part of the social environment that we live in. In the context of society, it is very easy to overlook the health and social damage caused by drinking. There is strong evidence that alcohol can cause several types of cancer. Moderate drinkers have up to 1.8 times higher chances of developing some cancers, while heavy drinkers have up to nearly five times the chances of developing some cancers. It is clear, the higher amount of alcohol consumed, the higher the risk of cancer. Because of alcohol's grip on society, it can be very hard for individuals to make positive changes towards their drinking. The road rules are not enough. We also need to fix the roads themselves. A person's health is the product of their environment and the choices that they make. So we need to promote healthy environments as well as healthy behaviours. That is Linda Buxton, a health promotion worker for the New Zealand Cancer Society. And she is here to tell us what kind of changes we can make both individually and as a society to help reduce our chances of getting cancer. Alcohol is advertised everywhere. It's all over social media, it's pervasive, yet it causes seven types of cancer. So get involved in the debate. Should the alcohol industry be able to sponsor sport? Remember, a third of breast cancers in Aotearoa are caused by alcohol, and at least seven types of cancer are attributed to alcohol. Obesity causes cancer. 
For the last few decades, right under our noses, the obesity epidemic has been spreading everywhere in the Western world. From an incredibly young age, kids are slammed with advertising for unhealthy products. Unrelentless marketing tactics bombard everyone on the planet with fast, cheap and unhealthy food, making it very hard to escape obesity, and just as easy to become obese. Obesity has a strong link to cancer, with the risk only increasing with every passing day. Tobacco causes cancer. While tobacco certainly doesn't have the societal control it used to, we aren't out of the smoky woods just yet. The rise of vapes has ushered in yet another addictive activity that is incredibly easy to access and often leads people to try smoking, which is actually the complete opposite of what vaping was originally supposed to do. The long-term effects of smoking tobacco are clear. Smoking increases your chances of cancer significantly. Vaping, in the long run however, isn't clear yet, but it certainly isn't safe. The tobacco industry makes a profit out of killing people, so do you believe them when they say the harms of vaping are minimal? Your lungs need fresh air. Don't smoke and only vape if you're using it as a tool to quit. The sun causes cancer. There is no safe amount of tanning. When your skin tans, or even worse, burns, the damage dealt is irreversible. While aesthetically your skin may return to normal, the damage caused will remain, and be added upon by your next tan or burn. This over time increases your chances of getting skin cancer. In fact, 90% of all skin cancers in New Zealand are preventable. Cancer is silent. It moves through our bodies in the dark, completely unnoticed, until most of the time it's too late. If we are vigilant, we can find cancer within our bodies when it is still treatable. There are many different types of cancer, but generally the earlier it is diagnosed the better. Here are a few common signs to look out for. If you develop lumps or bumps where they shouldn't be, see your doctor. Young men, check your testicles. If you had blood in unexpected places, see your doctor. Don't be embarrassed, it might save your life. A persistent cough unrelated to COVID or unexplained pain, please go and discuss it with your doctor. And finally, in a country with some of the highest rates of melanoma in the world, if you have any mole that looks unusual, changes shape, or changes colour, bleeds, please seek advice. Just get it checked by your doctor. Cancer is not contagious. You cannot catch cancer from somebody else. Yet cancer still has the ability to rip through entire communities, leaving families devastated. It may be quick and sudden, or it may be slow. We've all heard of cancer because of the stories. The fathers suddenly told they have only a year left. The daughters crippled by years of treatment. The husbands and wives left alone. It is so easy to feel hopeless because even if we are extra careful and roll a dice of good fortune, 
there will always be the unlucky. But where there are villains like the immortality seeking cancer, there will also be heroes. Here is a very kind soul, Jo Arthur, here to tell us about what she and the New Zealand Cancer Society do to help people in their battle with cancer. Well, the main role that I'm involved with is in the supportive care team, and we provide local community one-on-one support. So we, we provide emotional support to help people navigate the health system, and sometimes some of the medical jargon is really hard to understand, so we can help with that. And then we also can provide help with financial assistance for transport, accommodation, hair replacement and prosthesis. So Cancer Society staff will help navigate this and help fill out the Ministry of Health forms for people. Just like Joe, Linda and all the amazing people working for cancer foundations around the world, we can all be heroes. Well, one of the main things is really just being there and providing someone to talk to, some emotional support and really checking in with people to see what you can do to help. Provide meals, that's a wonderful thing, baking. It's important for people undergoing cancer treatment to try and maintain their weight because they will respond better to the treatment and recover faster. So helping out with meals and food is a big one, shopping, gardening. Just someone to come and vacuum and wash the bathroom um, is, is really useful. But remember, especially in the some of the rural areas, people are really staunch and won't ask for help. So sometimes it's really just going around, doing something practical, see what needs to be done and just do it. Against such a powerful force like cancer, it is somewhat surprising to hear that the best thing that any regular person can do, like you or me, is to simply be there for people. In fact, one of my favourite things that Joe said during a conversation demonstrated beautifully the simple superpowers of human emotion. The main thing to remember as a supporter too is to be hopeful and always be positive and give that person um, a hope because more than half of cancers are curable and a majority of people now have there's some treatment available to even if it's not curable there's a lot of people live a long and full life even with their cancer in the background so it's it's really a positive story the word hope means different things to different people in different situations but here Hope can help us move cancer into the background of someone's life, allowing them to make the most of the situation that they are in, and maybe even slay the selfish disease for good. Cancer is a cell-seeking immortality. One day, after all the research, After all the trials, after all the kindness and compassion and hope, when the dust settles, I hope to one day make an episode telling the future generations the story of how together Homo sapiens beat cancer. 
thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Dear Nature. If you're new here, please consider pressing the follow button and the notification bell to stay updated when new episodes come out in the future. If you would be interested in supporting the New Zealand Cancer Society, you can do so through the donation link in the description of this episode. All of the money donated goes straight to the Cancer Society and put directly into the community to help those in need. Thank you to Linda Buxton, Joe Arthur and Emma Anderson from the New Zealand Cancer Society for the help and support. Thank you to all of you who are still here, listening to every second of Dear Nature right from the beginning. I've been, and always will be, Max Ballack. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.